Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Packers, um, we were talking about it yesterday in the morning, and then all of a sudden, once the show concluded, then it was like becoming official. I guess you could have tabbed us for the ones breaking it, essentially. Rich Bisaccia is the new special teams coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, boys. So Bisaccia, uh, I learned his name, so there you go. I, I watched a lot of videos. Ian Rappaport. Basaccia, we're Rappaport guys here. Adam Schefter can go pound sand. Get out of here. But Basaccia was the interim head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders after John Gruden was fired over the Washington football team investigation. Explain that one to me. But Mo Drayton had dead last in the league for the Packers on the special teams. Before that, it was uh, Sean Meninga, who Rowdio was ahead of his time, fired a midseason. And Sean Meninga, he coached the special teams to the 30 30- First ranked <laughs> unit. Mo Drayton, the 32nd ranked unit. Well, check this out. Already an automatic upgrade for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Basaccia has been in the NFL since 2002, had the last four seasons as the Raiders special teams coordinator before taking the interim head coach midway through this year. The Raiders won the final four games of the regular season, punched their ticket to the playoffs. They eventually fell to the Bengals, who are now in the Super Bowl. But Basaccia's special teams units... Now they have not been the highest rated in the NFL, but always have been solid, which is good enough for the Packers. Yeah, and he did a really nice job over there in Las Vegas taking over for John Gruden. I think everyone thought they were going to fall off a cliff a week or two after he took over just because a lot of the team would be either upset or disinterested from the news that it came out, coach being canned and thought it was kind of a lost season. They really rallied the troops, and they ended up winning on, what was it, the last uh, week of the regular season, making it to the playoffs, and mm-hmm. then taking Cincinnati to the wire. Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, I saw a stat on Basaccia's, uh special teams units. Oh, I think I have the same one I'm going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Please do. In the last five years. Yep. This is it. Yep. His special team <laughs> units have not allowed a kick or a punt to be blocked. Well, that'll change next year. Masaccia has not had a kick or a punt blocked from a special teams unit in five seasons. Remind me again when the Packers had one. Uh, the last game of the regular season. Or, sorry. Twice. The, the, wait, what game do we want to talk about last year? <laughs> which, which game? Well, were you, he just which asked game, when was the last time. Okay, the last time. Then it happens to be the last game, oh, which was God. also the most important game. Yeah, that would be the divisional round against the San Francisco 49ers at freaking Lambeau Field. And before that... Bears? No. It happened. I don't know. Could be the Bears. Could be the Vikings. Uh, Cincinnati was a horrible mess. Could Um, be any time in the last two years from Mo Drayton to Sean Meninga. My God, the Packers special teams. Oh, I know. I think they go out there next year in a game where hopefully they're playing like someone that they can handle. And they just... They go like longest yard on Paul crew where they just don't block for anyone (laughs) (laughs) and they allow like a blocked punt while they're up by like 20. Okay. I deserved that. And then the rest of the season, they just keep it even keel. They can say they got their one out of the way. Versace is now going to roll the rest of the year. It was like, it's like their uh, saints game this year. Yeah. Let's just get everything out of the system right away. Uh, uh, Green Bay. uh, I love We never go back to that. 
Let me ask you a question here. Um, I'll set it up, though. Green Bay has finished toward the bottom of the annual rankings for the last decade for the special teams. You know, oh, they bottom I saw out. some of those statistics. They bottom out this year, obviously, and we just talked about losing the Niners in the divisional round. Does Basaccia have the easiest job on the Packers staff right now or the hardest job? Easiest? I think the easiest. Yeah. You can only go up. I mean, I think you might also need to have vast improvements on your special teams personnel. Correct. Because it can't all just be scheme. Because honestly well, enough, in the punt if, that if was blocked, have, if you have good players, scheme, it sounds bad to say, but scheme can be overcome. No, in the punt that was blocked <laughs> against the Niners, was it was it Wordle, the new long temper? That, that totally. No, that's a game. Squirtle? Wordle. Oh, Wordle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, RJ's. I haven't played it yet. Like once. Was it, what the hell's the dude's name? Was it Steven Wardle? Was it Wardle that totally just got annihilated off the block? Did, oh, I mean, there was a lot of problems yeah. in that one. There, it was like a high the, schooler. The left side of the line just pretty much got blown up. Yeah, yeah. Were, it was like they weren't there. It was like, hey, it's cold. We don't want to be here. Just run right through us. Maybe that friction will cause us to warm up. Who knows? All right, let's go to the phones quick. So hardest or easiest, Rowdy? Well, I think he's got the easiest path to making it better. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He could greatly improve the special teams, and they could go from 32nd to 20th. Yeah. yeah. That's like that's a huge improvement. Yeah, absolutely. But it's really, you still look at it from the entire landscape of the NFL, 20th isn't very good. Yeah. I, saw, I saw some statistics on the Green Bay Packers special teams rankings after each season for the last decade. Do you know how many times they got in the top half? Once. Once. Really? And they were ranked 15th. Oh, God. So they just barely. Every other year, they were like 24th or higher. They stink. That's that's a huge thing when you think about it. They suck. If every single year you're 24th or worse, you're talking about being in pretty much the bottom 25 percentile of special teams units Every single year. Do you guys understand that? Every year you suck complete ass, but, but you yeah, keep hiring from within. Does anyone understand that? Well, when your coach admittedly says, I'm not a special teams guy, so I just give it to whoever. I'm an offensive guy. Yeah. Well, also, it doesn't help when you had Ted Thompson, who has his fingerprints on a lot of those rosters from obviously 2000 and what was it? 2005 till Two thousand six was it sixteen, seventeen? 17? Yeah. Uh, maybe eighteen. January of eighteen. I don't get it. You Whatever. have a whole class that's not on the yeah, roster you, anymore. You basically had about a fifteen year period where the GM said they didn't care about special teams. You've had they didn't co- care about depth. Yeah, you didn't care about no, anything. Yeah, and no wonder you stunk. And you continue to stink. And, and like ah, I don't figure it's out. And yet you had a quarterback who. Carried you along to winning records. That'll figure itself out. Everything else was horrendous. It's not like they're on the field that much. But now you have a guy in Goody who's like making the roster deeper. Yep. There's definitely a lot more depth than when he took over. Correct. But at the same time, if you have a coach that doesn't really care about it, well, yeah. it looks like hopefully they're starting to finally emphasize it because I just don't get how you can be literally the bottom 25% every single year for the last decade. I don't, and we looked it up. It's criminal. And since they won the Super Bowl, I think that was the year where they were like 15th. It's, it's, it, hell with a top half defense and a top half special teams boggles the mind and a good offense. You won the whole effing thing.
There's only one thing left to do, Rowdy. Win the whole effing thing. (laughs) And they've been searching for that ever since. (laughs) This uh, Kyler Murray thing got me intrigued. So here we go. And I think you might have seen the same things I've been seeing. Some Packers writers. This is kind of a lull in sports right now, right? I mean, there's nothing really going on. The Pro Bowl, absolutely stupid. Deion Sanders. Did you see Deion Sanders on social media saying how a joke the Pro Bowl is? How it was an honor to go there to Hawaii and represent. They actually wanted to play the game and and make hits. And after watching the Pro Bowl on Sunday, how just awful and terrible it was. I did see a, a mashup clip. It was... Not from this year's Pro Bowl, obviously, but from the last few years. And it was like those wrap-up tackles or like two-hand touch. And then all of a sudden it, it cuts in and it's the Sean Taylor where he absolutely blows up the punter yeah. and like basically decapitates him. It's insane. So Deion Sanders is like, what What did I just watch? It was a complete joke. Uh, it was what primetime was having to say. Well, yeah, and I said it yesterday. You know, the last time I legitly watched a Pro Bowl was probably like 2012. And I would say that they were going at about 50% speed. Yeah. I would say they were going at about 10% speed from the 15 minutes I watched. It was literally two-hand touch football if at best. And that's not good, obviously. Yeah, Deion Sanders going through it. Micah um, Parsons was the only person I saw bring someone to the ground. Yeah, it's terrible. So as I was watching or looking that, here we go. I'll read you the tweet. This is from Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Lord, help me. I'm watching the NFL Pro Bowl, and I remember when we were so proud and appreciative of that accolade. We went to Hawaii to prove we were more than worthy, so we competed at practice and in the game. I wanted you to know that prime was prime. What happened and when? End tweet. Deion Sanders saying, this sucks. Well, Deion Sanders just woke up, I guess, in 2022. (laughs) Well, he's been busy on the recruiting show, Rowdy. Because the Pro Bowl has been trending this way for like 10 to 15 years. I mean, it's a prime. I don't know if you've been on the recruiting trail for the last decade and just missed it or what, but this, the Pro Bowl has sucked for a long time. So there's that on one hand of, you know, some of these NFL guys being like, what the hell is going on this Pro Bowl? It's terrible. And then, Rowdy, I saw some of the Packers beat writers in this lull of sports I was talking about, right? So you're just kind of reacting to the Pro Bowl. And then there's like, okay, well, what can we talk about that's not, you know, Bengals versus Rams? Well, there's this the from the Pro Bowl, and you brought it up with Kyler Murray. This was a quote or a tweet, I should say, from a, a Derek Carragher. He covers the Packers for a couple of different um, entities, and he is also pro football focus. Come on in, RJ. You can come on in, baby. Come on in, baby. Come on in. Come on. Come on now. But he says this, Rowdy. There really wasn't enough Packers quarterback news going on, so here we go. Kyle, and this is what you saw too. Kyler Murray deleted all his Instagram posts, unfollowed the Cardinals, and his only post right now is one with him talking to Joe Barry, the Packers defensive coordinator, and the other photo was him talking with, it looks like to be Matt LaFleur. And by the way, I had to go check that out because I'm like, that can't be true. And it's not true. That's what I thought. There's two posts. He must have deleted some other ones then. Yeah, there's two posts, but the one post has like eight different pictures from the Pro Bowl. It's not just the few that were listed. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the the photos that were you know put up here from this Packers writer, and it's a collection of photos. There's but like you know what both of, of us them. did? What? We clicked on it and interacted with we it. We did. We did. We did. Kyler Murray is not coming to the Packers, despite the what some are saying here. Uh, am I safe in saying that, Rowdy? I guess you could never say never, right? Unless Tom Brady said you'd never say never with retiring. 
Kyler Murray's not coming to the Packers, right? I wouldn't think so. RJ, good morning. Morning. Kyler Murray's not coming to the Packers, then. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. I would, I would say no. But, yeah, he deleted everything since he's been drafted up until the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So there you go. The, the, there's your drama that's not involving Rodgers when it comes to the quarterback position for the Packers. Uh, let's go back to the phone. Good morning. Who's this? D.W. from New Glarus. Oh, D.W. What's up, my brother? Hey, hey. When's the last time prime time threw his shoulder into anybody? <laughs> I, I, ne- I never saw him make a tackle. He was always pushing people out of bounds. <laughs> that's a good, that's like, a, that's a good question. That is a really good I, question, actually. I, actually, when I get out of his Twitter account and ask him when's the last time he threw a shoulder in somebody because I never saw him make a tackle in the NFL. I did, I did see him earlier this year get really pissed off at his team for using <laughs> uh, cell phones in the locker room. I think he did shoulder like an 18-year-old. Oh, my God. Oh, well, you guys, you guys have a great day. I hey, just did a my two cents. I there. love it. Hey, what are you doing for the Pro Bowl? Or not Pro Bowl, for the Super Bowl, I mean. You got to go with the underdog, baby. I love it. Joe Cool. Go Bengals. See you, brother. See ya. And it is the year of the Tiger for my man DW there. Yeah, but did you also hear the story when Deion Sanders got upset about his players using phones in the locker room? He wasn't he it's because he... Uh, took the time to look up from his. <laughs> so now, so think about this. Deion Sanders is like, un, like screaming at his players for using their cell phones in the locker room. The only reason I know that he was doing that because he had someone using a cell phone to record him screaming at others for using their cell phones. And then Rowdy, Rowdy, you're totally right. He was looking at his and looked up from it. What, what are you on your cell phones for? It's like, all right, prime time. Sorry. Hey, but he did nail two big-time recruits. He did. Top two in the nation, right? The quarter, mm-hmm. quarterback and, then, and a wide receiver? Yeah, quarterback and a wide receiver. Both, what, the one was a five-star, the other one was a, some publications he was a five, other publications he was a four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought the funniest thing ever was right after those two kids signed, they went out and got absolutely pummeled by South Carolina <laughs> State. Yeah. A team they were favored to beat, I think, pretty handedly, and they South went out Carolina and just State. got dominated. That's South but hey, Carolina they got State. those two recruits. Uh, so we <laughs> South Carolina State. I got love. I got love for the Wisconsin Badger basketball team, boyos. Got love for Grant Bills. Going to come up here at uh, 740. Talk to Grant. Wisconsin basketball, though, a little revenge on the brain. Going against Sparty. Is it really just Tyler Wall was what was needed at the Kohl Center, boys, in that game against Michigan State? Well, I think that's a big part of it, but also Wisconsin doesn't match up that well with Michigan State. That's, they're t- I mean, they're always a really well-coached team, and they're, you know, Izzo's always got it cooking. Well, Greg Guards had his number a lot, but... To your point, Rowdy, when it comes to matchups. If you have a long, lanky, decent front line of big men, you're going to give Wisconsin a little bit of trouble. Yeah, But we know that Michigan State brings in great recruiting classes every single year. Obviously, Wisconsin's been getting better. It's kind of like their Ohio State of football. But that first game, I know RJ and I were going back and forth on it. Wisconsin got up right away because Michigan State's Achilles heel is turning the turning the basketball over. And they were turning the basketball over quite a bit to start that first half. Wisconsin went up right away by like eight points, I think it was, against Michigan State. And all of a sudden, then Wisconsin couldn't shoot the ball. 
Michigan State was taking advantage totally inside where they didn't have Tyler Wall, their best yeah. defender. And then towards the end of the game, Wisconsin makes a little bit of a run. And then there were two huge calls. Do you remember that, RJ, that went against Wisconsin? I think yep. one was Chucky Hepburn getting a block call when it was clearly a charge and he got ran over. And then there was another one on the offensive end where I think they got whistled for an offensive. I think it was Johnny Davis yeah. got whistled for an offensive foul where it was clearly not. Mm-hmm. And those, I think Wisconsin got it back to five at that point. And then it was boom, boom, back to back plays. And then all of a sudden they were down by like 10 again. Yeah. And they never came back. I think, what did they end up losing the game yeah. by eight? 12 it was something there mm-hmm. in there but yeah they had it to five had an opportunity got some bad calls and then they could never close the distance I think it might be a little bit of a closer game just because Tyler Wall brings some stability defensively and he has kind of been your third scorer behind Davis and Davison so I think that'll help a little bit I still think being at the Breslin Center in the zone, I still the think it'll be a, a pretty tough place to play, and yeah. that's why we aren't looking at Wisconsin covering the four here. I like how you said Davis and Davison, Ronnie of a law firm. That's why yeah. I smiled. That's why I perked up. Davis and Davison. Davis, Davison, Wall. Davis, Davison, and Higginbottom. Per- <laughs> I added Higginbottom for Rowdy. Yeah. Now, do you think Michigan State's going to be grumpy? Because last time uh, before they played Wisconsin, I remember Izzo. They had lost to Northwestern, 64-62. to 62. Izzo was losing his mind, talking about how, what was he calling them, like lazy and fat, and, and because they kept turning the ball over constantly. I tell you this, I've watched the game last weekend where they lost to Rutgers. I watched the game where they should have lost to Maryland. If I was Tom Izzo... I would be livid. Be I would I would have pulled a miracle on their ass. I would have said, "All right, <laughs> you give me a whistle, get on the end." It was awful. They were terrible. They were lucky to beat Maryland. It came down to the, a last second basket where <clears throat> Tom Izzo actually had them out of bounds and drew up an out of bounds play and, and came up with a pretty decent inbounds play and they got a good angle and the guy took it to the rim and scored with like two seconds left yeah, to give them the lead. I may have been hoping for overtime for oh, yeah, personal you reasons. Had, yeah, uh, yeah. And then the next game, <laughs> they're playing uh, a Rutgers at Rutgers. Yeah, the rack's a tough place to play. Rack's on right. So on right. you have before. They got smoked. They, they, they got asses handed 62 to them. 62% shooting from the floor for Rutgers. That's inexcusable. 84 Ooh. to 63 they lost to Rutgers, the Scarlet right. Knights. Mm-hmm. So think of this. Wisconsin, they get... The first game, they had Michigan State after losing to effing Northwestern, 64-62. to 62. Tom Izzo was just berating his team. And now they get Michigan State again after they lost to Rutgers, 84-63. to 63. Wisconsin's just on the wrong end of these, like, pissed-off games for Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. B- b- a bad timing and a bad matchup. <laughs> mm. That will happen. Now, Wisconsin hasn't – we're talking about Michigan State not playing that good of basketball. I mean, let's be honest. Wisconsin hasn't been playing that good of basketball as of late either. No. I mean, they're lucky to escape from Penn State. That was – we talked about it on Monday. That was one of the ugliest games we've watched in quite some time. UGLY or Rowdy, they ain't got no alibi. And then you, you look at the Illinois game before that, Kofi Coburn absolutely dominated them. And then before that, you look at Minnesota, you won by six in a game that was pretty competitive the entire game. Yeah. Wisconsin, it's Johnny Davis needs to let the game come to him. He's been forcing it too hard. uh, To be completely honest, when's the last time that this Wisconsin Badger team has played really, really well? I think you have to go back to Ohio State. 
Because remember, yeah. they couldn't put away Northwestern. They'd go up by like 10 points, and then they couldn't make free throws, and all of a sudden it was like, holy crap, Northwestern's one basket away from tying this game. They won the game. Yeah, and Nebraska six. was close. Yeah, Michigan ish. State, they got run out of the building after uh, taking an early lead. Nebraska was close where you're like, they just can't pull away from Nebraska. Yeah. And but it was never Nebraska, out, though. Yeah, but Nebraska had players out. Yeah, And true. Nebraska was winless in the Big Ten. Minnesota, you just talked about. Illinois, yeah. in Illinois, Kofi Coburn was just undeniable. I would say since about it's that undeniable. Ohio State game, they've kind of just been going through the motions, winning close games, and they have been looking great. So our guy, 4Badger67, I'll get to the phone call one second here. 4Badger67 on Twitch, search my name, Ebo says at the follow button. He says Michigan State was looking ahead each time to Wisconsin with those two losses they had leading up to the Badgers game. I can I can buy into that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones quick. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Oh, hello. How are we doing today, Nathan? I'm fine. And you? I'm fantastic, dude. You know, so... Sorry, cl- I'm on cloud nine. Excuse me. Unfortunately, when you're trying to recruit in the Big Ten and you got a guy like Izzo, the, the kids are going to want to go there just for the name factor alone. And it just kind of seems like when they do get beat down by a team they shouldn't and then they end up coming against Wisconsin that they felt like they let down dad. (laughs) And that's just not acceptable. And there's just something about playing for a guy like Izzo or Chisevsky that brings that out of the player where you're not going to get two really bad beats in a row. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I kind of feel like top 10 sniffing the top 10 for quite a while now that the Badgers have kind of exceeded expectations of what this year was looking to be I mean I I mean I know that we're always hopeful but I don't know what everybody actually expected out of the Badgers this year well, well, hang on, well, hang on, hang on a second. They're you know tied for second in the Big Ten Nathan all right they're sitting at nine and three they got they got everything in front of them still yeah I, I'm not saying no no I'm talking about what I figured at the beginning of the season to where they are now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've exceeded my expectations. Gotcha. Now you're playing and, with house money? Yeah, and now going into March, I mean, things don't look bleak. I mean, there's there's a shot. Yeah. So you're telling so me there's a chance. They, they've played really good against really great teams. So, I mean, they, we know they can do it. We know that they have it in them. They just got to go on a little bit of streak, and anybody can do that. You can do it! Um... No, I see the Packers are expecting a out-of-the-area special teams coach, which is a positive. Mm. Um, maybe he'll bring Derek Carr with him, and then Devontae <laughs> Adams will want to stay and play with Carr. You know, you know. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're thinking ahead here. Yeah, okay. I, a former college teammate. For a bunch of draft picks, that'll get us a special teams line. <laughs> and I was really confused when I got in the truck and I heard Charlie Berryman. I just <laughs> Charlie Berryman. <laughs> And, of course, there's no beers left in Scotty's fridge. Charlie drank them all. Well, that's why I was kidding. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's why I yeah. asked him at first if he woke up surrounded by empty cans. It's like yeah. Dr. Jekyll and, and Mr. You know, Hyde. there's people that have always told me maybe I didn't have what it took to be in the radio. And um, Don't don't ever let him bring you down, Nathan. And, hey, I can at least say that I've been an in-studio guest at the zone, and I hope I have an open invitation next time I ride through there. Of course. The of course. I mean, you don't, you don't even have to bring Luigi's from three hours away, but it would be appreciated. <laughs> I got a buddy that wants me to bring him Sundrop. Come on, no. Sundrop? You, yeah. you can get that anywhere. Yeah, can't you get it anywhere? Was he had no legs? Um, Was he Lieutenant well, Dan? We, well, 
well, Diet Sundrop, and we we are the home of the bottling the original recipe in glass bottles here. Oh. It is literally down the road from my house. Oh, I didn't know they came in glass bottles. Oh, and it's the original recipe, not what you can buy in the cans now. So like KFC? Yeah, yeah, it's made with like real sugar and real oh, cane oh, sugar. You know all the good stuff. Sugar, sugar, how'd you get so flat? So Nathan, you have a song. I mean, you have a song in your brain. You want a song request? Uh, um, hits from the bong. Cypress Hill. Okay. Is, is that appropriate? I uh, care. <laughs> oh, I'll have to get the clean version if it exists. Well, uh, yeah. here I'll do. I'll do you one better. I'll just do the original, the sample. Son of a preacher, man. Okay. <laughs> I know that one's clean. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll do a little ad-libbing over the intro, okay? Oh, okay. Right. And, um, oh, by the way, Scotty's favorite band is what? The Doobie Brothers, I think? Oh, Abba, but Doobie Brothers, I think. Um, uh, ELO, uh, Bo- yeah. uh, Boston. I think Boston's his favorite band. But, yeah, Doobie Brothers up there. And I, and I heard that Charlie likes um, Pointer Sisters. <laughs> um. Uh, Charlie. I see what you're doing. Charlie's favorite is yeah. the police, which throws a wrench in this hits from the bong thing. The police. Well, I depending mean, on what Charlie state you're in. Charlie only likes the police because you know they give him free breathalyzer tests <laughs> or rides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. here's your ride home, Charlie. We know where you live. Nathan, you the man, brother. All right. All right you. I got your song coming up. Just one second, too. See, you, buddy. All right, Grant Bills at the Wisco Sports Show coming up here. Next. Here's, okay, more evidence of why maybe Charlie and Scott are the same person. Yep. Both, I mean, the, it's crazy of like the similar, but they're both on Wheel of Fortune. Well, Charlie's on Wheel of Fortune. Scott, or oh, Price is Right, Price excuse is right. me. Scott was in there in person. Scott said he doesn't wake up surrounded by ice house cans. That's because. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's a split personality, right? Yep. Scott and Charlie may be the same person. We are not sure yet. Never seen them in the same room together. But Scott has talked about how he has a housemate. Yep. What if Scott has a third personality, and then after Charlie reverts back to, like, passes out from drinking all the ice house. Housemate cleans it up. The housemate is actually the third personality of Scott. So the housemate is the one that cleans up yeah. and then goes back to bed because, like, ah, I've been up all night cleaning up after Charlie. And then goes back to bed. And then when they wake up, it's Scott. Scott. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure they made a movie about this, and Bruce Willis was in it. Yeah, split. Split. Well, there's 23 personalities in that one, I think. Is that the one with uh, the guy who plays Dr. Xavier, too? Professor Xavier? Yeah, then it comes in the glass. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a good movie. 23 personalities. I think it was 23 personalities. Yeah. Well, this one's two or three. <laughs> so he's like Dr. Pepper. Tonight, 6 o'clock, East Lansing. The Badgers are looking for some revenge. Uh, Sparty minus four. Was that what the spread was? I yep, was that's the line. Uh, we had Dan calling. Dan said he already was going Sparty. We had another text earlier today from our guy Sports Pat saying that was uh, asking if it was the lock of the century. Sp- Sparty minus four over the Badgers. They have Tyler Wall back. So last time they played against Michigan State, no Tyler Wall, and it was definitely a big difference. Is Tyler Wall, Rowdy, enough tonight to get it done? He'll obviously help down low, but I think the biggest thing is just going to be Brad and Brad Davison and Johnny Davis, and obviously Johnny Davis is number one there. Yeah. They need him to step up and play like a top five overall pick in the NBA draft, like some people were projecting him not too long ago. I mean, you look at some of those huge games that they've won, like against Houston, like against uh, Purdue, some of those biggest wins that they've had this season. They've needed Johnny Davis to come up huge. We, and we've talked about it. Without 
Johnny Davis. If he doesn't play, the team's not anywhere close as with with him. Yeah. Without Brad Davison, they're nowhere close to as good without him. And same thing with Tyler Wall, and we saw that against Michigan State. Like those are the three constants they need every single game to be good. Yep. If any of those guys miss, it's a hell of a fall off because we already know that the bench has not contributed very much. Well, all three are going to play, but still, they're going to need a huge game from Johnny Davis if they want to straight up win this game. Is that the other troubling thing, too, is like, you know, the bench who really doesn't do much. You might get a couple minutes here and there from what what Lauren Bowman's been the latest guy to give you productive minutes. Uh, Chris Vogt has even fallen off. It used to be Chris Vogt for a little bit. Um, I I mean, can you say Ben Carlson's been getting minutes? You know, is this another thing, too, to be concerned about the Badgers? The bench production is so not there that the legs of the starters are starting to get a little tired. And that's why you see them now, like Brad Davis and Johnny Davis, doing too much. Just maybe, you know, the mileage is catching up to them. It's a, you know interesting thought with March Madness approach. And that's the other interesting thought is the fact that they still have another month left sure. until you know, the big 10 tournament. And then we know it's the big 10 tournament. And then it's uh, the NCAA tournament at what are, is Greg Gard going to run it into the ground or is or he going to benches. give? yeah, is he going to give more bench players, more minutes? Like, what do you do here? Because you're bent. I, I don't envy him being in this situation. No, neither do I. You really don't have a ton of guys that can play a ton of minutes off the bench. And yeah, maybe maybe your starters are being gassed. Maybe they're just in a lull in the season. Yeah, that could be it. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, line one. Good morning. Who do we got? Tommy, you keep cutting me off. I don't know what it is. No, you keep Tommy. Your phone line keeps cutting off. You must be in like a valley yeah. or something. I'm driving down the road. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, my whole thing about the Badgers is I really don't understand what their offensive concept is. Um, you know, they've gone away from a real pattern thing to more free flowing, which is cool. But don't they have anything to fall back on? And the other one is if their defense is so tenacious. They're exhausting the guys that have to throw the ball in from a long way. It has something to do with it, I think. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you got to have some of the other bench players play the tough defense and let the someone like Davison concentrate on shooting or something. I don't know. Yeah. But what is the offense? Tell me what it is because I, I don't understand. Well, real quick, Tommy. First of all, I would never cut you off, Tommy. It's just unfortunately, it was that was the government. I think trying to silence your transmission, and we would never yeah. let that happen. So I'm glad you're still having writing these days. I'm sure they're going to take me out. Oh, that, trust me, they're going to take all of us out, Tommy, um, before it's all <laughs> said and done. But before I let you go, my brother, where's the offense coming from? Um, Johnny Davis has been like forcing the issue too much. He's got to just let the he's got to let it come to him. You know, let the game. They've come been to playing you. isolation ball that way. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, boys. Tommy, you're the man, brother. Peace and love. Peace and love. See buddy. And yes, the government's coming for us all. It's just a matter of time. Well, I think if you look at the bench for, for Wisconsin, who's going to step up? I mean, probably we know what Chris Vote is. He's a guy that's played multiple years at Cincinnati. He's going to be a rim protector and try and rebound and be a body out there. I feel like your wild cards are Lauren Bowman because he's, coming on. He, cause he's got a lot of upside. Now he missed a whole year. He wasn't with the team for personal issues, yep. and now he's coming back. Yep. Ben Carlson was another one that showed some promise early last season until he hurt his back, but he hasn't played a ton since then. And we also know what Jacoby Neath is. He's an athletic guy, but he doesn't really have a shot. And outs- yeah, outside of playing on. defense, I mean, he doesn't really bring a whole lot. 
No. Well, we'll find out tonight, right? <laughs> Everyone that? below that's in worse shape than those four. We'll find out more tonight. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Do you own a Justin Fields jersey for the no. Bears? I'm sorry, you say no? I own, I, I own one Bears jersey, and it's Walter Payton. Because, Paul, I'll start this off with you. Have you ever been to the store Lids? I've heard of it, yeah, the hat place. Yeah, thank you, the hat place. So Lids brought out the top-selling NFL players jersey in every state, and you'll like this. Justin Fields is the top jersey in the state of Wisconsin, according to Lids, the top-selling Lids players jersey. I never even knew Lids sold jerseys. I didn't either. I, I, I and you're a Bears fan. Hats. Yeah. Tom Brady, by the way, is the biggest selling in, in Michigan. Um, did you know, I, I also saw this morning, Brady saying never say never about a comeback. Yeah, Rowdy had that and gone on 60 at uh, 620 this morning, yeah. And uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay says, hey, come back, we'll give you a 10% ownership stake. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Well, Why our, wouldn't you? All right, Paulie, thanks, uh, thanks for you and your Michigander. I, that doesn't sound right. Talk. All right, see it, you, brother. It, it's Michigander. Trust me on that. All right, I'll trust you. All right, see you, buddy. All right, later. Rowdy, lids. Now, when I think of the store lids, I think of hats, and that's it. Do you think, it, like, when's the last time you were at a lids? Man, it's been a while. Probably high school. <laughs> well, that was been a, been a while, then, yeah. Almost a decade. Lids. The top-selling NFL jersey by player at lids this year in the state of Wisconsin. Justin Fields. The Bears quarterback. Don't I don't get it. Well, I was I'm with you. I didn't really know that they sold jerseys either. I thought it was all like hats and like hat accessories. Yeah, you could go and, get like a hat embroidered there or something. And like whatever. I no idea. I thought the place you would go and get jerseys was like Fanatics. Like wasn't that the place that in the mall that was like kind of right yeah. across? Or Dick's sporting goods. I didn't know you could buy jerseys there, but I think it is kind of interesting that Justin Fields is the number one in Wisconsin. Now the question, a Bears quarterback that came from Ohio State. So I guess Lids sells Fanatics branded gear. Okay, allegedly. And Z and the D just messaged in and said Lids is owned by the company Fanatics. Okay, well that makes sense. But here's here's my question: When I go to the West Town Mall or the East Town Mall here in Madison, Wisconsin, and if you're in, you know. If you're listening to us right now and you got a mall that you go to, that's not the east or the west town, or, or you know a lids. I don't even know if lids stores exist outside of malls in Wisconsin. <laughs> when I've been there, east and west town, I don't see a single jersey. I just see hats everywhere. And if I do see a jersey, it's like maybe a Packers jersey. I, I've been. I go to the mall occasionally just to see the the you know it dying slow slowly. Maybe to pick up a couple things and people watch. And if I do go to Lids, the first thing I think of is hats. And then if I do stop in there, I don't ever see a jersey, let alone a Bears jersey. How is it that Lids 
top-selling NFL player's jersey is Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback. Is it because everyone already has an Aaron Rodgers jersey? Everyone already has a Devontae Adams jersey? How many jerseys can you own of one player? Is it just fibs coming up from Illinois? Like fibs? I've only I've only ever owned, let's see, four jerseys. Yeah. When I was a little kid, it was Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, as an adult, it is Aaron Rodgers, 12. I got the alternate gray Tim Tebow Broncos jersey, and I have the Leonard Fournette LSU jersey that was a freaking mishap from China because it was supposed to be. So there's four jerseys. How many came from China? One. What about the Yelly? Did Yelly come from China? Yeah, but oh. do you really con- I'm considering like a legit football jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, Leonard Fournette one. That was supposed to be a Tyrene Matthews. China screwed up there. I've had five jer- NFL jerseys in my life. Growing up, four of them were Brett Favre jerseys, and the fifth one was an Aaron Rodgers jersey. That's the only jerseys I've ever owned for NFL. Let's go to the phone squad. Good morning. Uh, one second. Let me just test and hold you at home. All right, line one. Good morning. Who's this? This is uh, G-Dub. Hey, G-Dub. What's up, brother? So, random question of the day here. Yeah. you got to settle this. I'm running around. And we're debating who's better. I don't know how to word this. Who would you rather listen to, Phil Collins or Prince? Prince. No. <sighs> Was Phil Collins solo or with Genesis or both? See, and, that, and that's a good, that's a great valid point. How about both? We'll go both. Overall. Overall. I'm more, I'm more, of, a, I'm more of a Prince man. <laughs> I think I go with Phil Collins. So would I, see? I'm a Prince fan myself. I'm a Prince guy. Who are you with? Who's that? Who's that? That's uh, Officer Hernandez. Oh, Officer Hernandez. I've been a good boy today. Don't jam me up, okay? We love you. <laughs> we have the Prince connection, okay? Is it, is it, is it the puffy shirts? The puffy shirts get me, Officer Hernandez. Nope. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. He's not talking. He must be a fan of the color purple, as I am. Are you a fan of the color purple? I do like the color purple. Oh, yeah. Officer Hernandez, you're the man, brother. We gotta. I want to do a ride along sometime, okay? <laughs> That's a good as a yes. All right, hey, have you guys ever bought a jersey from Lids? No, I didn't. I seen that. I didn't even know they even had jerseys at Lids. Thank you. What about Officer Hernandez? I've never bought one either, but I, I have owned other jerseys other than the Packers. Ray Lewis. I bought Ray Lewis's jersey. Did you have a white suit to go along with that? <laughs> a, a what? A what? <laughs> the, never mind. What, Ray Lewis, <laughs> Ray Lewis like, may or may not have stabbed a guy, and he's wearing a white oh, suit, yeah. and he hit the suit. Yeah. He didn't do it. <laughs> and you would know, officer, so there we go. <laughs> hey, thank you, boys. And go Prince, Officer Hernandez. <laughs> I'm going to play some coming up. See you, buddies. Yeah. See, they didn't even know there was... Lid sell jerseys, Rowdy. No, I think Z and the D is right. They're, they got to be taking that data from their, I guess you would say their sister company in fanatics. Cause that the last time I was at the mall, that was like right across from lids. And that's the place where you have all your jerseys and all your, you know, accessories and wear. I, I never even knew I, it has to be coming from fanatics. It's a, a t- at Lids this year. That's, I mean, best-selling NFL jersey. But it sounds like Lids is Lids. the parent company yeah, Fanatics. to Fanatics. So I, it has to be data from Fanatics because I've never seen a jersey at Lids. All right, 608-321-1670. That's the phone but number. But don't you think it's a little weird that it's Justin Fields? One, because he's a Bears quarterback. And two, because not only is he the Bears quarterback, but he came from Ohio State. Those are like two of the most hated teams in the state. By the way, um, let's see. What does Ohio have for their number one jersey? Oh, Joe Burrow. That makes sense. Uh, let's go back to the phones quick. Uh, good morning. Who's this? You got your Maytag man. What is up, Zach? 
What's up? So uh, I, I actually used to work at a Liz. Did you sell jerseys? Uh, we did. We did sell jerseys. Now, this was, ba- this was back in Pittsburgh. We, uh, we had a lot of Pirates and Steelers jerseys. We didn't have a whole lot as far as Penguins jerseys, but we had, I mean, it was Pirates and Steelers. And this was back, Arr. like, way back in, like, 2003, 2004-ish. Um, I actually had special ordered a couple of jerseys. I, um, I believe I've worn one, uh, with you guys, uh, my Rod Carew throwback twins Jersey I bought from ah, Liz. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You guys remember that one. And, um, yes. also I bought a throwback Ray Nitschke, Mitchell and Ness from Liz. Who the Mitchell and Ness? Hell yeah. So, I mean, that thing was like 400 bucks. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a, a, a pile of stuff from Liz. Well, make so this make sense. Justin Fields. In a while, is it just because everyone has a Rodgers jersey? Everyone has a Devontae Adams or an Aaron Jones. Therefore, we got just like people on the border maybe scooping some up. Like I don't get it. See, that's that's what I'm wondering. You know, you go down to like Kenosha or whatever the you know, and you might have some Bears stuff. That that's what they're getting. I've never. Or I don't know. If it's just online. Have, it, it might be online sales as well, not just in yeah. store, but online. Yeah. Which I mean, if they're going through lids, they might be getting them uh, custom embroidered too. Because uh, you can do that on the jerseys at lids. You can actually buy a, a Justin Fields jersey and then get something embroidered on on the side or whatever. So interesting. Interesting. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. I was going to call Lids, but they don't open up, up till 11 a.m. Slackers. Really? Yeah, that's what I said. In the in the mall, they don't open yeah, till look 11. Yeah, right here, that's East Town, weird. West Town, 11 a.m. Hey, you the man, huh. man take man. I uh, love you guys. Much See love. You. See what? Yeah, line two is this. Market plunger. Oh, bring some sanity to this crazy world, market plunger. All right. Help me. Help me. Help you. Help everyone. Uh, I can help everybody. All right, we're listening. What do you got? The uh, am I on the air right now? You're live, baby. Oh, all right. I'm to sorry. quote Bill um, O'Reilly, "Eff it, we'll do it live." All right. Here, <laughs> I love that. Here's the uh, here's the thing. Lids is owned by a a, uh, a venture capital firm, um, Watson Ames or something, and they also own Fanatics. Yeah. Fanatics also is the is the official uh, uh, jersey. Like they run all the website merchandising for the actual NFL, NHL. So they have the you know the main numbers. So that's where that's coming from. Okay, it's what? actually coming. Technically, it's coming from the venture capital firm that owns them. I was thinking about this Justin Fields jersey fiasco, the number one selling jersey according to Lids in the state of Wisconsin. I think it has to do with a lot of people already have their Packers jerseys like sewed up. Therefore, you're not going to be going out and buying a new Rodgers jersey, a Devonte Adams jersey. Um, what, well, Aaron when you, Jones. When you look at Packer fans and when they scan. The stadiums, don't you normally see like, well, one, you'll see Aaron Rodgers, you'll see Brett Favre's, you'll see Devontae Adams, you'll see Reggie White thrown in there, Jordy Nelson. It's like a lot of guys over the past 30 years. Yeah. Like when we were at doing our event at tailgaters for the playoff game, I think one guy was that I saw was wearing a Jordy Nelson jersey and I did happen. I think it was my buddy. He was wearing a Jair Alexander jersey. Yeah, I saw an Alexander I've, jersey. I've never seen a Jair Alexander jersey, to be completely honest. I've seen that a, was probably a few the first time. Yeah. The majority of them are like, 
Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and then old players. I'll see like an Aaron Jones occasionally. I don't think I've ever seen a Smith Brothers jersey in, in person. <sighs> I don't know if I have either. I've, I've, I saw your buddy wearing the Jair Alexander jersey. I got a buddy who still rocks a, a Chimura jersey. I don't think I I've ever seen it. kind of a tough look. I don't think I've ever seen a Kenny Clark jersey in person. It's like buying jerseys is hard, though, because, it, you know, eventually your, your favorite player is going to be gone unless it's like a timeless one, like a Rodgers or a, a I mean, Devontae could be gone. Um, but there's also this, Rowdy. Maybe this comes into play. Now, in the summer, spring and summertime, what do we know about people from Illinois? They, they like to vacation in Wisconsin. They love it. They love it. Can't get enough of it. And I don't blame them. Wisconsin's beautiful. Illinois is a dump. It's all flat. Bunch of assholes. So you go and look at, sorry, the a-holes. You go and look around, Rowdy. How about this? Sales tax. Do you think this comes into play at all? In Illinois, sales tax is 6.25%. In the beautiful state of Wisconsin, it's 5%. Do you think think they're smart enough to come up here to do some shopping? Well, most of the ones that come up here to do vacationing and shopping, I don't think they care what the price tag is. That's actually a good point. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we know some places where they got destroyed, unfortunately, right? And they had to pay a hefty bill at the golf course, if I remember correctly. Unbelievable. Unbe- just be, If you're vacationing up here, first of all, you should have to pay, like, tolls up the ass to get up here. And then if you are here, why don't you just be nice? Just be nice. So that was my thinking. Maybe the sales tax. Yeah, here's a good po- point from Paulie. You know, he's saying if he got a Packer jersey, but I've seen Edgar Bennett jerseys. I've seen Dorsey Levin's jerseys. I've probably seen more Edgar Bennett and Dorsey Levin's jerseys than Aaron Jones. Yeah, I see a lot of Bennett's. That's what I'm saying. I have a Rodgers jersey still. I unfortunately don't have any more of my Favre jerseys. They don't fit me anymore. I feel like if Paulie had to get a jersey, though, there's one guy and one number that suits him best. What's that? And that's a one, and that's a five, and that's Bart Starr. (laughs) You could get a Jim McMahon jersey, Packers jersey. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think of the jerseys I own. Just I have a Roger. Just NFL. Just have Rogers. I have an Adam Morrison Bobcats jersey hanging up. That's a joke. I love that jersey. I have a Mike Bibby. It wasn't a joke in the early mid 2000s. No, I mean I love Adam Morrison. <laughs> Ammo. He got a ring by the way. I have a Mike Bibby jersey. Uh, away Kings. I found that at like a St. Vinny's. I had a Penny Hardaway jersey. My someone stole it. And I had I have a Shaquille O'Neal Lakers jersey. That I found at Goodwill or something. You got any other ones? Yeah, I mean, Ooh, there's one actually, I forgot. So I had. I don't wear them anymore. They just sit in my closet. My I, wife as a kid, I had Brett Favre, and now as an adult, it, since my high school years, Aaron Rodgers, the Tim Tebow alternate, the Leonard Fournette jersey that was an accident screw up that was supposed to be a Tyrone Matthews, <laughs> and I forgot I found for five bucks I found the Tony Romo Cowboys. You got a Romo Cowboys? Yeah. America's team. Romo, I mean, timeless though, right? It was $5. Like, you couldn't go wrong. Like, here's the thing, though. Bears fans, there are some in Wisconsin, obviously. I mean, you're close to Illinois. Bears fans need something tangible, something they can hold on to, to say they have hope. Because when you watch the Bears play in the field, by God, it's terrible. They need to hang on to something. Physically touch it to make sure that they can have a hope and a dream and a desire to one day be successful. So they can, they need to physically be able to hold on to it. Packer, we know we're great. Packer fans know 13-time NFL champions, the creme de la creme, the best. 
what everyone aspires to be. We don't need to hold on to it. We already have the jerseys, and we don't even need to hold on. Bears fans need something to, to, clench, to clench at night and cry into, weep themselves to bed, to sleep, because their franchise is so terrible and inept. They just got they got a hug that's like a little blankie, but it's a Justin Fields jersey because Fields gives them hope, Rowdy. That's what it is. Packer fans already know. They already have their jerseys. And pretty soon, if he either sucks or leaves, it'll give them heat. Then they'll just, yeah, because they'll set it on fire. We saw him do that with some, what, Cuddy jerseys. Uh, line one, who's this? Hey, D-Bag. Hey, what's up? <laughs> the 85 Bears. <laughs> hey, Polly. The 85 Bears would beat the best Packer team they've ever Stop. had. You're out of here. Are you they sure? They would with- chew them up and spit them out. Stop. They wouldn't move the ball at all. Are you sure even Brett, with a leader it, like Bart Starr? It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's Bart Starr, Brett Favre. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Sharon Rodgers, I don't give a – Mr. Rodgers, you can have anyone you want. They would not get a pass off. They would be destroyed. Am I wrong in saying this, LaPaul? Like, Bears fans need something to hold on to, like their binky, and cry at night into because their franchise is so terrible. Well, so they got to buy I a mean, field jersey and rub it on their face. And it's special. And we're I mean, I mean you, can, you can have that, but, um, I mean, is perennially losing in the NFC Championship is that good? Well, it's better than being second to last in the NFC North every year. No, no, it's not. It makes you the Brewers of football. Like, <laughs> hey, the Brewers have no championships. The Brewers have no championships. And we're going to crap the bed at the last possible opportunity. Polly, I'm a realist. The Brewers have no championships. The Packers have 13. Yes. There was a time when the Browns won five championships in a row. Yeah, Polly, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, too. Hey, exactly. because the Packers had 13 championships and the Brewers don't have one. That's why I wanted to see the Brewers win the World Series, not get second place. This is the best thing in the world to me because you guys, you guys have the Brewers, and I and I like to. See, I didn't mind seeing the Bucks win it because you know they're the Bucks. Um, yeah, but it's the best thing in the world because you get you get walked up the aisle, and year after year. The bride walks away. Hey, at least we're walking on the. the at least we're walking down the aisle. We didn't even get. The Bears fans weren't even get invited to the wedding. I get a lot of interaction from a lot of listeners out there saying they love Tuesdays at seven forty as well. Just to hear what Grant Bills and I have to talk about. Good morning, Grant Bills. Do you get a lot of interaction from people that say that they don't like Tuesdays at seven forty two? I feel like this could be a polarizing time, both good and bad. The most I've. No, I've only heard good things, and it's usually like, I love when you razz Grant Bills, or you give him the business or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, well, you it's know, nothing I but love. Up on me. I, I let you do that, because I know it's so important to you and your show that if I, I let you beat me up, you know, I'll give you these well, th- wins. It's your show. Thank you. I have, a very fragile, I have a very fragile ego, so I need that uh, confirmation. <laughs> yeah. So I do, I do too. <laughs> uh, Grant, you can come. You can beat me up in your I mean, it's probably impossible to do, but you can try and beat me up in your show whenever you would like, Grant, just to let you know. But I am, I am, I am the like the king on top of the, the castle here. Like I'm the I'm the man on top of the mountain, not the steel rowdy. King in the castle. No, I'm the man in the king arena. In the Excuse me, the man in the arena. So, oh God! Oh, good for you. <laughs> well, rowdy's man on top of the mountain. I'm the man in the arena. We got to think of one for you. You think I do? I love Rowdy's nickname. That's been a thing for a while. The man in the arena. That's, that's Tom Brady Doc. Was so I did that before the Brady Doc. Like. Rowdy can vouch. Oh, okay. Oh, Graham, okay. okay. Graham Mertz okay. stole that, it from that me, is, too. That's kind of cool. 
Graham Mertz stole it from you two like years it. ago. If Graham Mertz steals it from you, you probably want to give it back. Yes. I'm, no, Graham Mertz has to say that he's done with saying that. Uh, Grant, really quick, though. I was. Yeah. We have a segment every day at 7.55-ish called News of the Weird. And I was going to save this for News of the Weird, but I have something else. I wanted to bring this up. So you were obviously in beautiful lacrosse, Wisconsin. Rowdy went mm-hmm. to UW lacrosse, as, as did you, correct? And Damn right. Is there love? Can you find love? Is that what Rihanna was singing about in a hopeless place? I saw this, and maybe you guys can vouch for the love scene in uh, lacrosse. Too charged with having intercourse in a lacrosse parking ramp over the weekend. Can you truly find love in a hopeless place in lacrosse in the parking ramps? Oh, man. Uh, I feel like this is like third street. So, So, Grant, hear me out on this one. One that's yeah. going to be freezing. So I don't know. Are they considering the parking yep. ramp? Like where? Where's the Market Square ramp? No, where like the the parking, like where you're actually parking your cars, or are they in like the little walkways with the the doors that lock? Because when it was cold and you're on Third Street, if you're waiting for a drunk bus, you might go get in there because it was a little <laughs> warmer and some heat. I feel like the possibility is probably more in one of those little areas. I see. I don't know. And then you could think about possibly the elevator. And I look, I, 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 when I go through ramps, you know, you run through all these possibilities, the, the elevator, at least in the market square ramp, which is a J and I believe the other ramp downtown. Is that my third is street by John's market Bar. square? Yeah. yeah. Yep. There. Yep. They're, they're both downtown and both of the elevators, if I'm remembering correctly, have see-through walls. Um, they so do. if you're going, even if you, if you take a ride from the fourth floor to the ground, you have a minute, but, but you're not hiding from anyone. Well, Grant, so well, I, I'm reading this here and it says, uh, uh, they, this couple pulled the fire alarm on the third floor stairwell and then the okay. fire department came and the police came and they said, and then they said, quote, they were putting out a fire when asked what they were doing by the police. Then they admitted that they actually needed help with something else because someone tried to rob them, but they couldn't tell us what they looked like or what was stolen from them. And then they just uh, were charged with having sex on the stairwell. So you can find yeah, love in the cross is what I'm trying to get at. You can find it in, in the parking ramp. Um, there, and anytime there's an event at the lacrosse center, the parking ramp just become a trip. There was a, a big dance tournament in town on Friday. Oh, okay. So there were a lot of moms, a lot of dance parents. It was like oh. dance moms downtown. Uh, and then this weekend, Evo, there's a monster truck rally Friday and Saturday night at the Lacrosse Center. So I, I, I don't know what the downtown scene is going to look like. I uh, well, Grant, aren't you I, coming I, I to Madison this weekend? To, yeah, I was going to say I might come to Madison on Saturday just to avoid that. Um, okay, well, come on down. I actually, I actually have my um, my goddaughter coming down from Lacrosse, who's going to spend the weekends with my wife and I. So we're gonna we're gonna oh. be hosting a five year old Brooklyn. So we're a lot of princess time. We're going to go out and do this thing oh. on uh, the lake. There's this, like, there's this cool, like, a Statue of Liberty is going to be out there. A lot of cool, uh, it's like a little fair thing on the lake we're going to do if you, you get some coffee and join us. Well, I, so we're coming to visit my brother, who's a freshman at UW. It's his birthday, um, and my parents and sister are coming. And all my mom told me was we might go out on a lake, so bring boots and, and winter stuff. That's all I know. Okay. That, that sounds cool. Well, just, you know, I'm if you're out about at that, you know, the, uh, at the lake, you know, with the festivities, let us know. We'd love to meet up. All right, so, Grant, find you. let me ask you this, brother. When it comes yes. to this Packers special teams, Rich Basaccia, it's, it's like official. He is it. Does he have the easiest job on the Packers staff or the <laughs> hardest job? Because Mo Drayton had that unit finished last. Easiest or hardest job? Well, he has the he has the lowest bar to clear. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he's just competent, people are going to love him. 
I, I like this hire, and I know you guys probably do too. Oh, yeah. The problem is they should have made this hire like three years ago. That, that's what <laughs> bums me out, you know? Like, it's, I think I said on my show yesterday, it's like doing life-saving surgery on a patient that died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Like, okay, great. We got Rich Passaccia, but that doesn't help us until next year. And next year, who knows what the world is going to look like or the Packers are going to look like. So, great. They got it right. It just took two years too long. Um but whatever. It's, it's worth celebrating. They got a good hire. It's a good hire. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It kind of hurts me because it feels like it's too little too late. Did you see all the news of Kyler Murray like unfollowing uh, the Cardinals and deleting all the pictures? And the only pictures he had left were ones of him like <laughs> chilling with the Packers staff? Yeah. Well, it's funny because on my show yesterday, I'm like, I don't think this is a big deal. And then I had people who are older than me, people who probably aren't on Instagram as much as I am. And they're like, what do you mean? When people break up with their girlfriend, they delete all the pictures of their significant other. Like, I'm getting lectured on Instagram. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't think it means anything. Maybe I'm being naive. No, I'm right there I, with you. I don't think it means anything. Yeah. I saw a couple of former players tweeting about it. They're like, man, people got to calm down. Like, this stuff doesn't mean anything. I, maybe he's just messing with us. Maybe, maybe he's rebranding. Maybe he looked at his profile, Evo, and thought, oh, you know what? You know, two years ago when I posted that picture, I thought it was pretty sick, but now I think it's pretty lame. So I'm going to do a little profile yeah. maintenance here and clean it Some, up. Hey, you know, I, and sometimes, I sometimes yeah, you got to go back and delete things, too, and, and, and fear of being canceled, you know? <laughs> yeah, we got to stay up to date on that. You know, just do things a, change rapidly. Do a tweet search. Yeah, do a tweet search with all of those nasty words. Make sure there's nothing lingering around from 2012 or something that you forgot about. And yeah, you, that you get Instagram it. Instagram, too. You get it, Grant. Yeah. All right, Grant Bells and Let's oh, Go yeah. Sports Show joining us right now. Grant, uh, something that's near and dear to your heart, uh, a regular season NBA. Bucks are on the <laughs> West Coast road trip. I can't yep. stand the L.A. Lakers. Like, I just can't I can't stand them. And, by the way, the Bucks uh, have – now ascended the the two seed in the Eastern Conference at thirty four and twenty one. There, did you know that they're undefeated since signing Greg Monroe on this ten day contract? I think it was a ten day, and on this West Coast road trip. Grant, what do you think of the uh, Lakers game tonight? And the Bucks now second in the East. Well, the East is just a logjam. Every team within like the top seven seeds is really really close. So it's going to be fun to watch the East finish down the stretch. Evo, I know you don't like regular season NBA. And I know a lot of people don't, and that's fine. And that's why last Thursday on my show, I said, hey, hey. Was that the, the NBA uh, lounge? It was, it was in the NBA lounge. I, I, said, I, I said, everyone, the last month of Bucks basketball, whatever. January, players, they, they take it easy a little bit. This happens, we, we saw it with LeBron every year for years, right? Forget January. At the beginning of February, we got a West Coast trip. All right, Portland and L.A. was Saturday, Sunday. And then this week, the Lakers tonight and the Suns on Thursday. I told everyone, I said, hey, if you haven't watched any Bucks in weeks, this is the week to watch. Because let's see. Let's see if they turn it on when they go on a West Coast trip, which is always hard. And they have a game against the Lakers. They aren't very good, but it's still the Lakers. And then Thursday against the Suns. That's, that's the game right there. And the Bucks showed up for the first two games of the road trip. Greg Monroe was a part of that. Hell yeah, I think dude. yesterday they had... They had every starter score more than 15 points, and Bobby and Pat Connaughton are just playing out of their minds right now. Like, this team is locked in, at least to start this road trip. I'm really excited to see if they can finish it off with, with big wins in L.A. Um, we'll see with Phoenix, man. Phoenix is really good. But then they have Philly before too long, and the Nets coming up as well. So the next two weeks are going to be really fun. And we're probably going to learn a lot about this Bucks team. You think the Bucks are going to make any moves? Uh, any moves? Yeah. Um, maybe a mid to below mid-level center or probably clear some salary. That's yeah. probably all. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty much set. Right? I, don't like, know. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really know either. We'll yeah, see. well, I think I think Evo, if, if Boogie Cousins and Greg Monroe told us anything, they don't need an amazing center. They just need a center. So whatever way they can find to get a center who's capable, 
on the roster, whether it's through a trade or they pick someone up and, and like on a 10 day, and then they extend that deal and guarantee it all year, whatever they can do to get a center who doesn't have to be good on the roster until Brooke can come back. That's what they should be trying to do. They he doesn't need to be amazing. I mean, Moose and Boogie Cousins have worked. So it, it, that's, I don't know. It's not hard. Okay. And um, any parting shots for the LA Lakers, <laughs> Grant Bills? They suck. I, and you know what? <laughs> I, you know I can't stand funny? them. I can't stand them. You know what's funny is is so the the Lakers added Westbrook right, and then throughout these last couple of months, everyone's like, wait a minute, Westbrook's not that good. And people who watch a lot of NBA are like, hello, he hasn't like this is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and it's also funny because Lakers fans are are well, they got to trade Westbrook. They got we got to trade him. And everyone's like, no, you don't get, you can't trade him. You don't get it. So it's fun to kind of see bandwagon Laker fans like discover things as the season goes along and kind of start to accept their own reality that their team's not very good. It's very funny and I'm enjoying it. And I hope the Bucks beat the tar out of them. Uh, LeBron's same. LeBron did say, quote, the Lakers are all in this together. Russ included. So there's, he is, he is staying. Grant Bills. There you go. Uh, Grant. Yeah. I mean, Le- LeBron's playing great. I, I can't, LeBron has been very good this year. And he's been healthy, but the rest of the team's been a nightmare. I don't know. Usually I was been doing some grateful dead for your outro. I was thinking of maybe a little Carol King or some, you know, John Mayer. I, I was feeling some James Taylor today. You, you mind some sweet baby oh, James? I was listening to James Taylor on Sunday. I, I do the Carol King James Taylor combo Ooh. when I have my coffee and do my work on Ooh. Sunday. So I just right up my alley. I know. Yeah. This is my this is my they favorite. They need a reason to go. Oh, great. Yeah, this is my favorite James Taylor song. Jimmy right Buffett, now. by the way. Jimmy Buffett has a great cover of this song uh, from an album in the '90s. It's excellent. Baby so, James, sing with me, Grant. Oh, Mexico. Oh, Mexico. This song reminds me of Lake Mendota or Lake Monona in the winter, standing on it. Is that what? Oh yeah, totally. Saturday? Yeah, totally. Just Mexico, Mexico vibes, big time. <laughs> Grant, we'll uh, have some margaritas oh, hopefully on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I'll look for you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. See you, Grant. We'll check on you at the Visco Sports Show tonight. Four to six. We love you, buddy. See you, fellas. There he is. Oh, Mexico. 